Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Goalie Ashwa Gummies. You can find them at goalie.com. Use promo code the Show Up That Foundation to get 10% off your order. Zendurance Active Wellness and Sports Nutrition. Their products are designed to maximize your health. At Zendurance, they strive to support and have a positive impact on the wellness of every hardworking dad. Use my code the Show Up Dad and get 10% off your next purchase. For more info, go to www.zendurance.com. Tall Man Equipment. Standing taller than the rest of the competition in Lyman Tools since 1952. Give them a follow at www.tallmanequipment.com. And last but not least, Adam Lane Smith. He is an attachment specialist who helps people to heal, connect, and build. Use my promo code SHOW, spelled S-H-O-W, for a 50% discount on his attachment boot camp course. Thank you. All marriages, even the really good ones, need mending. The routine of jobs, kids, chores, and other commitments can overshadow romance and passion with any husband and wife. As a result, couples can feel disillusioned or even alone. That is why we have created this marriage series, a platform for husbands and wives to come on and share what they do to be successful. Today, I'm joined with my beautiful wife, Jenny, to host our guests, Carolyn and Alan Fisher. Carolyn and her husband have been married for 39 years. And together, they host a worldwide live radio show called Arming Champions, in which they feature unique athletes who give back to the community in a special way. Their motto is, think champion, live accordingly. Together, they have appeared in the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. And they are the only husband and wife world champion team in the arm wrestling history, claiming over 30 world titles between them. Welcome, guys, to our show. Oh, thanks wow. for having us. Yeah. Quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on his radio voice. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I always want to, you know, just bless our 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 guests, you know, because I know it's it takes up people's time, you know, and I know that people time is the most precious commodity. So I just wanna just really, really just honor you guys when I do the introduction and stuff like that. So with that being said. We want it. We, the reason why we brought you guys on is because this your marriage, right? And all the successful things that you guys have done. Um, man, to be married for 39 years and then to also have 30 world titles between you guys. I mean, that's that's amazing. You know, what do you guys contribute that to? Like, what's your story? Secret. secret, to <laughs> the secret. Well, okay, so what's the secret to what? The marriage or your the marriage? Well, it's it's kind of interesting because you not only are champions in arm wrestling, but it almost seems like your champ that carry carries over into your marriage too. To be married for thirty nine years is such an amazing thing. So I like that. I like that uh, we're championing our marriage, and we are champions in our marriage. And often in our arm wrestling, we use those arm wrestling tournaments where we go out of town or out of country as Mm -hmm. our break uh, from the, we owned and operated a door company and we raised children and from the regular things of life and day-to-day work, we would use the arm wrestling tournaments as our little getaway, Mm. have a day on either side of it. So we used our hobby uh, to include our relationship, so to speak. But it sometimes backfired. Do you remember that one time we went to, was it Reno? And uh, I wasn't competing, but he was. And it was our anniversary. Remember I said, 
okay, so after this, we're going to go camping. Oh, yes, and he got yes. so excited. He went Las out. Vegas. Oh, was it? Okay, yes, Vegas. I do remember he, he looked at me and I said, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he got up there just to warm up. And he was so intense in the warm up that his elbow, did you slip off and it bruised his elbow? So the whole tournament, he was competing with a bruised elbow. So he tried not to sit the elbow down. And he kept looking at me like, I got to get out of here. I got to <laughs> No one knew that Alan was actually pre-injured five minutes before the tournament. All because of the way he was feeling about us getting away together. Yeah. Wow. That's what crazy. A story. <laughs> you know, when you started out the conversation, I thought uh -huh. success in marriage uh, and Marriage it can only be successful if you have issues in it, if you have problems, if you have disagreements, mm -hmm. if you have fights, if you have um, silent times, you know, silent times, my time, not her time, mm -hmm. where you have to separate from each other. To think about so things. So you just yeah. can't have success without the others. So when you think about marriage, you've got to think about that in your own marriage. I'm sure you, you can understand that. Yeah. It's not all roses. Roses have thorns. Right. So, you know, when I think about that successful marriage, I think, wow, we've been through a lot in 39 years. Well, I remember Alan saying one time, Carolyn, you were in one of those pensive moods. You remember you were just sitting there and I love it. I wish I had a recorder for all the times when Alan goes into this little interesting mode. And he said, you know, it's not all the great times we've had together that makes me love our marriage. Right. You said it's all the hard times we've been through that make me love where we're at. Wow. That's such a beautiful picture that wow. you've painted there because I feel like a lot of the time when these younger couples run into hardships in their marriage, which is a normal, natural occurrence in life in general, they get discouraged because then they think, oh, maybe I didn't choose the right person, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're really saying is that if you have a good mindset about it, you can actually grow closer through the hardships. Yes. And I think we never really considered divorce an option. Mm -hmm. I can share this one thing maybe later, but in our marriage, we never, like maybe today people get married thinking there's always a back door. There's always a way I can get out. If this mm -hmm. doesn't work, it's irreconcilable differences or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Alan and I, I think we went into this marriage, first of all, knowing it was uh, divinely appointed. In fact, when Alan gave me uh, came up with a ring. Remember, up to Canada. I'm from Canada. He's states. That's how we met at the World Championships. I was a Canadian and uh, the Canadian team. Anyway, when he came up with a ring, he said, "We got. A, we were on this haystack overlooking beautiful Alberta." He mm -hmm. said, "I believe God brought us together for marriage, and I want to be your husband mm -hmm. for life." Like, I want to, will you marry me? Like, he believed that it was God that brought us together. So we never really considered anything else other than that. Yeah. That doesn't mean we didn't have crazy challenging times. And you can ask us about that. We're kind of open about uh, being transparent with you. But uh, we never really thought that there was a back door to go out. Mm -hmm. mm. No, and I agree with you. I think that's a really big part of having a successful marriage is, sailing your ships and what i mean by that is when you go like say when explorers came to this great nation that we live in right they came with the mindset that hey we're not going back we're coming over here and if we have to burn the ships guess what we're burning the ships we're going to make this work and i think that's the mindset that we need to have as husband and wife mm -hmm. agree? yeah definitely and i can definitely say that i grew up in a very different situation like my i grew up in a broken home my parents were divorced so I kind of thought that divorce was an option, um, but David did not. And there's been many times, time and again, where he was like, absolutely not. Like, divorce is not an option. <laughs> like, right. You, you know? And divorce I'm is not an option. You right. said in one of your questions, uh, you said, uh, what is, um, what is the, uh, what were your parents like? Did you have, what kind of, um, modeling did you have and we both looked at each other and said we didn't <laughs> we did modeling what is that yeah we didn't <laughs> that's a short answer for that one we didn't right so can you give us a picture of what it was kind of like what your family was like at home growing up for either or um or both of you I can you say, say you only have an hour yeah 
<laughs> it doesn't have to be real in depth. Just a very short, you know, my, picture. We think that my mom has and had autism when mm-hmm. I was growing up. And now we're putting all the connections together and the dots. So we can talk about that with Alan and the autism. But I basically married my mother, I think. And then my dad was very compassionate, neurotypical, not atypical, but he was a musician and traveled a lot. So I got this kind of weird abandonment thing. Mm. He was there for a while and then he was gone. And during the time he was there, if there were conflicts and I was a good girl, things got okay. So I grew up people pleasing with the high functioning anxiety, always Mm. trying to find out what other people thought. But God had that in his Mm. uh, perfect will, because now I do a lot of, um, Counseling, counseling, ministry, that kind of thing, because of the empathy that was developed. But it was somewhat dysfunctional. I never saw love in my uh, open display of affection or praying together. I didn't see all that, but it was a survival mode that Mm -hmm. if I was a good little girl and I said things that I thought they might want to hear, all would be well. So Mm -hmm. that was my my relationship. It's amazing how how God. Uh, orchestrates everything in our lives and when you think about carolyn's upbringing and stuff and and now it's like full circle where god is using her in various we have no idea how she's being used uh chatting with people on facebook texting people i mean our ministry is vast Mm -hmm. god working in her life earlier right letting her going through the things that she is the parents that she has now, now it's being used to his glory. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say the same same with mine. Uh, I grew up with uh, a dad who was an alcoholic. My mom a workaholic because we had six brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as family in our home, in my opinion, right? What I feel in my heart because you want uh, help with your homework? Oh, no, nobody's going to give it to you. You're mm-hmm. on your own. Oh, you don't even have to do your homework. You know, go do whatever you want to do. You know, you just sleep here at night. It's just there was no relationships at all, not only with my um, my brother and my brothers and sister, but even with my parents. So I pretty much had to uh, protect myself, if I can mm-hmm. say, um, which I still do to this day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I no, that's say good. that. Just um, um, Alan grew up in this survival mode, survival mm-hmm. of the fittest, and don't get caught. And I grew up in the empathy, doing good for others. And I was firstborn, so everything mattered to me. So there was a, there's a coin there, two sides to this marriage. There's a beautiful side of my empathy for Alan and his autism and how we work together as a beautiful team. And we can develop that and talk about that more. And then there was this weird other side where I would kowtow and lose boundaries. And Alan was this austere black and white person that it just, the two of us just yeah. reached an impasse at one point. And mm-hmm. uh, you can lead the questions now if you want. Because There's of the point. form of autism I have, um, I don't get emotions. Yeah. Uh, so when she's at uh, ready to throw a plate at me, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like I want all the details as to why that's happening. Or if she's yelling, it's, it's like, that fears it's it just doesn't so that emotional side of that form of that uh, autism is just it's it's there's a big problem mm-hmm. yeah. i think that that god has marvelously um preserved us yeah yeah nine years yeah uh, see a couple of things number one carolyn is a reader Right. Mm-hmm. She found out that I had autism and really before that, she's a reader. She reads everything. Yes. Um, her knowledge is, is, is vast when it comes to understanding uh, lots of things in life. Yeah. yeah. So number one, I, I've got to give it to Carolyn and, and, and what she's done for this marriage. Uh, I am a better person because of her. I mean, yeah. that's a cliche, but, I, I, you know, I'm going to say that's a truth. Yeah. The other thing is, um, and I don't want to miss this, uh, giving glory to God himself, because had not God arrested us and given us this this freedom to say, praise God, right? Yeah. Honor him, glorify him in our lives. This never would have happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we have something we can, and not just for us, but for all the people, God, even people outside of God's people. 
we have instructions as to what to do with problems and issues mm -hmm. right in life yeah god, god wrote good things he didn't write things against us yes yeah, good he just even in a in a way of uh just worldly or just on a moral level yeah yeah but our natures are to fight against them so we praise god we have grace where we have oneness right and we, but we still have to work on the oneness yeah yes. yeah it's interesting because your marital dynamic sounds very familiar like my yeah. husband and i kind of have the same dynamic he grew up in a situation that was very black and white there was a lot of harshness not a lot of feelings not a lot of emotions whereas I grew up in like a very broken home, but I, my parents were rather emotionally immature. Mm. And so I became the caretaker and wow. the person that parented my parents and became very like empathetic and hugely just in tune with people's feelings and things like that. And so then when I got into the dynamic with this man, <laughs> it was total opposites. It was very, very different for me to deal with somebody that was very black and white. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I was always like, well, wait a minute. It's not just black and white. There's probably something going on that's causing this or that. And there's always a gray. <laughs> so we did really have to learn to learn how to navigate, navigate all the different intricacies of our, our, you know, emotional relationship and things like that in our personalities. So it's mm -hmm. so, so interesting to hear that you guys kind of have the same dynamic. It, it it's when I was listening to your guys' story, like my wife said, just to cap off on that, it it was just like listening to us, you know what I mean? Like seeing ourselves in you as a reflection, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I struggled with being a male or, or or her husband and the way I was raised, you know, was that I'm very focus driven. And I see that in Alan. And I think that's why I was attracted to Alan, is you know what I mean, with the arm wrestling and everything like that, because I see that same drive in him that I have. You know, mm -hmm. and a lot of times in our marriage, I was so focused on trying to complete a task. I never left anything undone. It needs to be done because I would like lose it. Right. And when I was so focused like that, I sometimes left my family behind in a sense that mm -hmm. I completely forgot about their needs, their wants, their cares, because I needed to get this done. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle for us. How did you guys overcome that struggle? There's a book that's called The Male uh, Temperament. What? Understanding the Male Temperament Underst by Tim LaHaye. Understanding the Male Temperament by Tim LaHaye. And that was one of our first books where I wanted to find out how can I be a better wife in this mm -hmm. situation? How can I better understand Alan in order to make this marriage work and our communication work? There are get it done people, get it done right people, get along people and get, get appreciated. And within that uh, crosshairs of that focus, everybody in between and our expectations and our uh, drivenness. In fact, when we go to competition, before I even see, we were married for 35 years before I, we even talked about, does he, what does he have? Yeah. He's not, you know, I didn't want to swear and say you're A, but he has something that starts with A and we didn't know what it was. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? How can he say he loves the Lord and save us or treat oh. us or whatever? But anyway, we were at a competition. Remember, we were in Reno and you were carrying your suitcase like this and he had the suitcase up. Oh, we're in the airport. Oh, in the airport. And I and told her to carry the... He goes, come on, what's the matter with you? And he's grabbing a suitcase going, hold it up like this because I was competing. And, I'm, and I pulled in quiet when I'm getting ready for a competition. Plus I'm his wife and plus I'm supposed to be the gentler, softer spirit. <laughs> but... I was okay, okay, I'm go, go, go. And and I stopped and I just said, no, this isn't gonna happen. Stop it, you know. And he was so focused and driven, and I was pulling back because I took it personally. Mm -hmm. So with the eye of understanding and reading this, that some people feel successful or helpful or showing love by getting a task accomplished. Mm -hmm. Once I understood that, I thought, okay. He's trying to accomplish something. He's trying to love me by showing strength. And, he wants to better, I guess. Right? and then I thought, okay, all right, settle down about my own needs. You're not treating me like a wife. You know, instead yeah. of doing that, I thought, okay, he's task oriented. I can tell him I'm not orient oriented that way and leave it with him. So I, uh, back then, I wish I had know what I know now I would have said 
honey, I'm not going to walk as fast as you or have that same focus, but you're welcome to go forward. I will meet you there. Like in the moment of yeah. the emotion, right? We don't, Jenny, we don't have that ability to just have that capacity to explain it that way. But mm -hmm. that's really what we want to say because we don't want to hate them. We don't want to ruin the day. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to go, okay, fine. I'm not competing and then walk off. You know, I, <laughs> I want to make it right. So I understood the different intentions mm -hmm. that he would have in the black and white. Now, how did you get over the... I mean, even to this day, I, if I look back at those years when that was happening, she was a world arm wrestling champion, right? Wanting to stay on top, to be the best. And I think, well, if you want to be a world champion, train like a champion. Mm. Hold your suitcase up here as you're walking. But that was his <laughs> way of training. That was his way of training a champion. So he's coming from his perspective. So I guess, David, what I want to say is a form of encouragement to you. First uh -huh. of all, all things are forgiven and uh, redeemable. Remember that. Your yeah. wife is sitting beside you. She loves you. Mm -hmm. And you did the best with what you knew at the time. And what we as women and as, as wives love about our husbands, and people used to ask me this, why do you stay with Alan? Why do you stay in that? Because he tries. Because mm -hmm. he's belligerent and blinded and mind-blindless. But when something comes to his mind, He's not obnoxious to deny it. He mm -hmm. tries, right? And Jenny's nodding because she sees that too in you. Your heart position is what we adore. Your heart place where you want to better yourself is what endears us to you. So wow. My heart position is more aligned with scripture because I can't be the thing she wants me to be. Right? I have a very difficult time with that obviously because of how I was growing up, right? How I was raised uh, or ignored, however you want to say it. But as, a, as one who I know I have a relationship with God through his Holy yeah. Spirit, trusting Christ, he tells me what I'm supposed to be as a man and as a husband, as a father. Mm -hmm. And I have to, not that I, I have to, but God has given me desire to, to come alongside of Carolyn mm -hmm. and to, um, if I could say it as the scriptures say it, come together that our prayers be not hindered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's real difficult for a guy like me. And without grace, I'm telling you, it's not possible. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I only see the difference because here's what God has done in my heart. Mm -hmm. And he's giving me instruction to help me because I'm going to go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the wrong things. Right. Another thing I do also is when I see Alan is focusing on something and there's no talking to him, I give him space and timing. Do, do you want More to so right now. Um, we had something happen the other day. <laughs> A couple of lots of things. Uh, I was thinking about the time you were laser measuring outside or the time just today where we oh, had that miscommunication. Yeah, the about one the with, but the one we had the other day where I just like, you sat back and you didn't attack oh, me. You yeah. didn't say what was anything that one? to me. And you came back out. And, and I, you and I said came you back out. Right. So she gave me space. And what I think for one? someone who has what I have, um, her giving me space, not laying it oh, on me I because remember. I didn't I didn't say it I right. Remember I remember what it was. With it. What okay. was it? It was when you <laughs> planned the to go watch arm wrestling or to go oh. arm wrestling. And I had a big event. Oh, yeah. I okay. made a prior commitment. To me. Go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> No, you're fine. Go for it. <laughs> Let me get off the screen here. No. So two weeks. I'm a planner. That's another yeah. thing. I'm a planner and I give him lots of do lists and he checks them off. We had planned. I had a big event for our school. I was in charge of the decorating and the running of the event and he was allowed to join and there were couples, faculty. It was a big deal. Yeah. He said, yeah, sure. I'll be there in support. I said, I need you to do this. I need you to smile, drink, you know, have a soda or whatever, drink, sit down, quiet. I needed his strength there. And then what, an hour or two beforehand or like a day? Oh, the day, the of, day, the of, day of. He goes casually, oh yeah, the arm wrestlers are having a get together. It's a once in a, the guy's leaving for, you know, he's leaving for Arizona. So that, that morning, you know who Michael Lynn is? Yeah, yeah. Poway. Magdalen sends me a message that morning and says, hey, um, I'm having my last get together, which was supposed to be in June. Apparently you changed it 
And anyway, it's a long story. But my mind uh, said, Michael's leaving. I'm not going to see him anymore. I have an opportunity to be with all these people, uh, to be a witness for Christ. And Just I'm gonna, decided. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in front of Carolyn without even giving you thought. But he didn't even right? think that far. He just blurted out, "I'm gonna go to this event." Right, I, because of how I am an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I basically said to Carolyn, "I'm and going it, to this event," but I never said, "Oh, honey, I'm sorry." So he uh, said that, and then I said, and I normally go, "You don't care about me," and we start spinning. I don't know about you, Jenny, but we start to spin because. Yes. In when we grew up, more emotion meant the person who yelled the loudest won. Mm -hmm. So I learned that anyway, but I didn't this time. I just said, he said, well, it's no big deal. I can see your people any time of the year. I said, but it's a big deal to me. And then I stopped. I had a scuba suit of communication, so I didn't lose it, right? I was just like, yeah. this. but it's a big deal to me. And then I thought, I'm just going to act as if nothing ever happened. I'm going to just be nice. Hey, honey, did you want a salad? I'm making egg salad, blah, 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 blah. And then I think it was probably about 45 minutes later. See, we got to give him time to cross. Mm -hmm. And he came over and he said, I'm going to honor my prior commitment and come to your event. Oh, wow. And so this is another thing we wives have to do is we have to acknowledge with immediate reinforcement because they're like a little dog. When they sit and they do something good, we have to go, here you go in the snack. Genuine. We have to do a genuine compliment. So I did. I, I thanked him very much for that. And then we worked out where he could come to the event for a little while and then go out to Michael Lynn's after. But it was a 50 minute drive. And he <laughs> goes, well, that's my punishment for double booking. <laughs> that was way, way down there by the airport. You had to go to Tahoe in way, traffic. Yeah. So oh, I, it worked out, but I was thankful that we figured out a form of communication it's a mm -hmm. whole nother language that's the thing is i speak my language from my broken family and he speaks his and mm -hmm. his autism and then we have to create our own new language right here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the carol mentioned a book earlier uh i don't know how long ago but yeah understanding male temperament it actually talks about the personalities and, and i didn't know i knew there was personalities in people's but i didn't know what there was but then it led her to other books which you kind of when you talked about Tim LaHaye's book, you actually brought in the other about dealing with people you can't stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and we're not uh, affiliates or anything. I'm just telling you the books that worked. But no. uh, The Man of Steel and Velvet, great book, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, uh, dealing with People You Can't Stand by Brinkman. Uh, you, that's Not What I Meant is another book. And You Just Don't Understand. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the books that we used. Hmm. Wow, that's great. She, she when she gets into those books, she has to read them to me. Oh, like we're reading one now. What's it called? The one about oh, gentle and lowly. Gentle and Christ. lowly um, about Christ's heart. Mm. Right. It's a very very good book. Um, mm. And she reads it to me because I'm not going to read it. If I read it, I read a paragraph. I'm done. Can't take it out. Mm. <laughs> so it's I, like I'm bearing. The, we bear one another's burdens, mm. and I tend to read people. Okay, but then there's times where I take things far too personally. Mm -hmm. And then Alan is the one that doesn't care. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just who I am, right? So we kind of meet in the middle, and I realize he's got some strengths that I need, and he's I've got some strengths that he needs. So mm -hmm. we make, and there was one question you uh, were asking about, uh, how do we, it was something about, um, how do we make our, our marriage work, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the questions was, how do we support each other's dreams and goals? Mm. And Alan said, what are your dreams and goals? I think we both live our lives individually, but then yeah. we also understand there's a huge teamwork and we see the bigger picture mm -hmm. and we have tremendous respect for each other. So Alan does web design, web building for people. And then I work at a university, fac adjunct faculty, but then we have this teamwork of parenting, uh, ministry, and building our house. And we have this teamwork. Yeah, that's great. The only reason why I know her dreams and goals is because she sits down with her little schedule book uh, and tells at me. least twice, three times a week and tells me. Oh, yeah. I went to Utah for four weeks because Alan doesn't like to camp. 
And he can't go four weeks. He, it, it just would be hard for him to do. He likes to camp one night, right? Like an overnight. Yeah. yeah. Maybe three nights at the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I like to go on these long, awesome trips of exploration. Well, with Alan's autism, it's hard. So when I was in Utah for four weeks, out my, on my own, in my car and tanting and hiking, I saw everything. Alan was home keeping the house, mm -hmm. making sure things kept running. And that faithfulness was part of his supporting my dreams. Mm, that's awesome. That is really great. There is so much in all the stories that you just told us, but I want to go back to something that you had said a little earlier. You said um, that one of the things that keeps your marriage alive is that Alan continues to try and you notice that. And I find that in a lot of marriages, they fall apart because both people or one person stops trying. But I I think that if people continue to try, you can really undig yourself no matter how deep the pit is. Mm. That's a good point. My husband um, and I, we have been through some very difficult things, but I can truly say like, if I've ever brought up serious grievances to him, he will really work on those things. And he doesn't do them perfect right out the gates. And sometimes he falls back and stuff like that. But when I continue to talk to him about those things, he will work on them and it will get fixed. And that's something that I can truly appreciate about our marriage. And I just thought that was such a really important point that you made. Mm, I think it's important for wives who are listening. Um, oh, you know that phrase, what have you done for me lately? It is really hard as a wife to just step forward just one more time and forgive or respect mm. or give the compliment when mm. we have done so much, we say, yeah, but what about me, our needs? And it really is hard for the wife to do that. Mm. But I have to say, when the husband tries, we as wives, it behooves us to give credit where credit is due. Now, many of us will say, you know, if we're in our pain or in the middle of something, forget it. Why? Why do I have to do that when he X, Y, Z? But that's two people looking at an empty well and digging down to the bottom of a well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think you're right, Jenny, is that both of us have to give without looking for the return. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And then also too, I liked what you said about how you gave him an opportunity, that space for him to self-correct, right? I think a lot of times if wives would allow that, men are going to, you know, predominantly, hopefully make those course corrections, right? May not be perfect, but they will realize, okay, man, I shouldn't have said that or, mm -hmm. you know, at least give them an opportunity to come back and be like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I think that really gives women um, the opportunity to not mother their husband, yes. but to be a wife to their husband, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we married men, not little boys. Mm -hmm. And like Alan said, he had a great perspective. His perspective was he's never going to see this other man again, but he will come home to his wife. Mm -hmm. He will see his wife. So that's where his thinking was. Mm -hmm. And so men think different th than we do. And that brings me to another point that you made also is that each of us has our own strengths and we need to really, you know, recognize the differences and also how they complement the marriage. Yeah, I want to give uh, out to the men also just a little tip. When, um, when you, as a man, come to your wife to apologize and to say something, use their first name because as soon as you say their name, a woman's heart and ears go together to listen to you. Heart, brain, ears. We we're motive, We hear, okay? So when you say, Carolyn, I'm really sorry about, and then be specific, men. Now, here's the tip. Here's the tip. It's hard for us women to create a safe place for you to apologize. It really is because we want to go, well, yeah, but let me, and then we want to go on. And you as a man want to say, well, I apologize, didn't I? Why are you not showing me that you've forgiven me? But we need, that's, that's me. <laughs> we need to gas off. So if I can just say it's similar to if you apologize, you're lifting the lid of the pressure cooker. Oh. But steam has to still come out. That doesn't mean she hasn't forgiven you. It just means she's letting off the steam and she'll run out of the steam. And then you'll have a beautiful stew. 
Mm, like <laughs> That's a great analogy. Yeah, with the autism, it's hard for me to do that. Right? It's really hard for Alan. Really I, I say, and so me knowing that it's hard for him, I'll say, all right, now I'm not blaming you. I just need to unload this. Mm -hmm. I, I qualify. Okay, I'm going to go off right now, but let me go off and then I'll come back to center. Mm. It's so cool the way you guys told that story and we saw how Alan's perspective was. And I'll give you an example of a situation that I had. Um, my wife, she had a chronic illness, okay? Um, we knew she had medication that was going to come in. And during that time, I also had given my word to a friend of mine. He had built a, a rifle for me, okay? Um, he had covered it all fronted all the money for it, did everything he needed to do. And I had already discussed with her that, you know, I was going to get this rifle right previously before. And then, you know, all this medication and stuff came up. I couldn't tell this guy no, because in my head, I needed to pay this guy back. I didn't want to owe him anything. And I had given my word to this man. And that caused a big fight between us as well. But my perspective is, was I gave him my word. I gave him my word. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I couldn't understand. And her thought process was, I'm your wife. I need to come before him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we had a conflict with that. So I kind of see how, you know, I, I can relate to what Ellen was thinking in mm -hmm. his process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think for um, one of the big things in marriage is how we view our spouse. If we view them that they are don't have our best interests at heart, mm -hmm. then we're going to think that they're doing things maliciously to us to hurt us, whereas they're a lot of the times they're not. And at this point in our marriage, it was a very difficult time in our marriage. So when he said, I'm going to purchase this gun rather than buy your medication and you have to find a alternate way to get the medication I was crushed mm. but as we worked through those things I can see and I understand that him wanting to be a man of his word that was important to him and he was adamant about finding a way to get me the money to purchase the medication mm -hmm. so it did work out in the end but being in a, a difficult place in our marriage I did take it very personally. Yeah. And Jenny, you're sharing something that you looking back and mm -hmm. right now, David is hearing those words of comfort. So those reinforce it. And what I think Alan and I like to do is bring people to a place, uh, giving them tips and hints that they can do at the moment. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we have practiced is transparency and assuming the best in each other. So taking your example with the gun, Jenny, you at the moment, uh, you can say, I understand that you want to keep your word for your friend. Mm -hmm. And you don't uh, want mm -hmm. to deny me my medication. So you're literally saying what his heart is saying, mm -hmm. back to back to him. So he hears her, he feels heard. So I might say to Alan, I know that you want to support me in my party. And I know that you also want to support your friend. And I, so, you know what I mean? We're being transparent and we're assuming the best in the other person and actually saying it out loud to the other person. So I think that has, you, in one of your questions, you said, uh, what's been a secret to, you know, your marriage? That's qualifying statements. Also saying the other person's heart, hearing the other person's heart, what they're really trying to say, that mm -hmm. meta message has helped us in a lot of ways. I suck at the meta message stuff. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it does not work for me. Yeah. She has to be, uh, because of my autism, I, I need details mm -hmm. so that I can comprehend what she, where she's coming from. But he doesn't really understand how I feel. I might as well be saying, a ribbon of goosh new. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, what do you, what um, tactics do you use, Alan, in order to better communicate with Carolyn? Uh, I would take the word better out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just pray for grace that God would help me mm. comprehend things I don't understand. Mm. Uh, that's the, probably the most difficult thing for me to this day. Tell him about the time when you were walking down the driveway and you were praying. Oh, um, it was a time in our life when um, 
Well, I, I, I don't have a lot of emotion, so I don't see a lot of tears, right? Yeah. That's been cut off for me for whatever reason. You count on one hand the times he's cried uh, in 40 years. But there was a time like, I hate to be, I hate to be separated from Carolyn. Yeah. When we have disagreements when she's being cited or I'm being cited or I need to protect myself. Deep down in my heart, I can't stand to be there, right? It's hard for it to come to the surface where I say something, but I hate it. But there was a time when we were having struggles in our marriage where I was kind of set in stone as to what was going on in life. And I wasn't really mm, observing, taking in what was going on with Carolyn or a lot of others, but mainly Carolyn's this time. And I thought that, and, and I, you know, I, I asked the Lord to make me a new person as we do with Christians yeah. like daily. Right. Yeah. But nothing was happening where God was listening and going to something for me, crying out to him, right? Saying, change me, make me aware of my changes so that I can change. But, you know, we all have these natures where you, without grace, you're just going to continue down the same road, yeah. right? Yes. You're going to fix things for a short time, but I want to see Christ in me, my hope of glory all the time, right? Yeah. I want to be able to love Carol. So there was a time when, when we were separated, more or less. Um, now I was walking down the driveway, and I said, look, Lord, because I don't believe in divorce. I, I, you didn't hear this, but I told Carolyn before we got married, I don't believe in divorce. Anybody divorces anybody, you're going to do it. He said, you may divorce me, but I'll never divorce you. Right. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe in it, right? Um so I'm going down there and said, look, Lord, maybe it's maybe it's that time. Maybe Carolyn needs to go and get the person that she wants, she desires. Wow. The thing. And um well, wasn't that when I ended up in the car? I think it was right around okay. about the same time. So we were both praying and we were both at DEFCON 5. Yeah. And I had never considered divorce. So one day I'm in the car and I'm ready to go to get a hotel to something. And I got really scared because I said to the Lord, I think I'm done. I think I'm ready. I'm really afraid, but I'm, I could see myself signing divorce papers and that scared me. Yeah. So I stopped and I just thought, okay, just one more night, just one more night. I think this was on our 35th year of marriage, three decades of this. Right. <laughs> and I went upstairs and it's dangerous to go on the line and say, how come, you know, problems in marriage? Cause you get all the other junk, right? Yeah. Well, in God's providence, a counselor, Christian guy, some weird video, just a guy went, talked about the long, lonely lives, the hard, lonely lives of women married to men with Asperger's. And I thought, why did that come up? Huh. And I watched it and big tears just down my face as he spoke my life back to me. Wow. And then I went, do you, well, okay. So I went symptoms or what uh, autistic characteristics of autistic yeah and it was alan i couldn't wow. so then i thought now how do i get alan to take a test because some autistic people will respond belligerently or denial or acceptance right i mean how do they see that and uh, i'm not gonna say that they're like a drunk if you ask a drunk if they're drunk they say no so i made it a game so i said hey alan he's on there shaving i said hey alan oh hey let's take this fun little test and I'm like, Esther, you know, <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. You just answer them. Well, I answered it full on 100%, well, what was 98% autistic. He came over, he looks at it. He's got, you know, shaving cream on his face. He goes, well, I don't know what I have, but I know I got something. And then, computer, <laughs> and then he takes the computer and he shoves the computer in my face and goes, you take the test. Of course, I take the test. It's like 0% something. I'm neurotypical. He's atypical. Meanwhile, I'm getting my master's degree in communication at the same time, right? Oh. Go figure. Wow. <laughs> there I was, 58 years old or 60 years old, getting my master's degree. I think that was God's answer to prayer. I mean, here I've been crying out all these years. Lord, yeah. I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't have um, people that know what I have. I never knew I had autism. Mm -hmm. And I look back. Uh, as much as I can remember, I don't remember anything before high school because I blocked it all out. But the things I can remember, 
I have autism. It's a hundred percent, right? Um, especially and ADHD. ADHD. I'm, I'm a mess. <laughs> we <laughs> all are a mess, right? And bear ye one another's burdens. Right. I, I think that's God's answering our prayers, obviously, yeah. at that time. That's the great thing is that God knows the things that we don't know. Like that's how I found out I had Lyme disease, is because um, I didn't. I kept going to the hospital because I was having these horrible symptoms. They had no answers for me. I had a pile of tests that had been done. And one night um, I had a horrible night. It was on New Year's Eve. And I was like, you know what? I can't go back to the hospital. They have no answers for me. Mm. And so I laid in bed and I just cried out to God. And I said, you know, Lord, uh, spare my life for my kids and my husband. Mm -hmm. And his spirit spoke into me. And he said, you know, this is Lyme disease. I don't know why I looked up the symptoms. I was like, ah, those don't sound familiar. But when we went to um, my doctor, I asked her if she would be willing to test me for Lyme disease, which is almost unheard of that a doctor would actually agree to do this because we lived in a non-Lyme dominant area and all kinds of things like that. And that was the only test that came back positive. He wow. knew. Yeah. He absolutely knew. So it's just a, like this story that you're telling me about the Asperger's and how it was just like a happenstance. It's such an amazing thing that God will, will really scream to us in our, in our greatest pain yes. and give us answers in those moments. Like when we're having a really good time in our life and things are going good, he whispers to us. But when we are going through really difficult things, he, his voice is loud if we are searching for him. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think too, you know, just to, to cap off what my wife is saying too, is uh, even with our children, you know, a lot of times we see our children acting out or whatever, it's God's way of trying to get a hold of us. You know, if we don't see a, if we see a behavior that they're mirroring right in them that we don't like, you know, that's a way if we, if we allow God to do it, he's going to tell us, Hey man, this is something that I don't like in you as well. I know that's what I found for myself. Like when I don't like what one of my children are doing, it's like, wait a minute. I recognize that they learned that from me, you know, <laughs> so God's process is just amazing. The way he utilizes our, our spouse, the way he utilizes our children, even people at work to grow us. It's his process of growth, you know, and I think we need to go through the steps, right? Yeah, definitely. Like you said earlier in the podcast, is that, you know, having those problems in the marriage is actually kind of part of your success. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, um, you know, having a, a relationship with God, you can really see that evident in your relationship with each other as well. And how he has really played a large role in your marriage and mm -hmm. filled in the yeah. blanks where you had no answers, you know, such mm -hmm. an amazing thing. Well, I want to say too that I don't know who's listening to these podcasts, but to, to this podcast in particular, there might be some that are saying, yeah, but you don't know my situation. Mm -hmm. And I have to say on one hand that Alan has never uh, laid hands on me. He's never hurt me mm -hmm. um, physically. And that's a whole nother ball game if mm -hmm. there is abuse. Now there's emotional abuse that some can say that that is we need to get out. So some people will say, yeah, but Carolyn, you don't, you don't know my situation. And I can honestly say, I don't. And every woman has to be at a place. And I'm speaking on behalf of women and you can address men uh, because that's real too. Every woman at some point has to, to decide if she's, if she has a relationship with the Lord, she has to make a decision based on her careful praying and scripture what is best for her and I would never judge any of that and and yet I want to appeal to a woman who has their fists up or their dukes or they're just like this or we're in protective mode how do you best go forward trusting God would answer because you have to think about it Jenny and David you have to think about what is 10 years 10 years and 10 years plus mm. five more before God really revealed it was like that movie where he was blindfolded crawling across the uh, the blind side or something he was crawling on the, the football field and the uh -huh. coach was making him do it and he turned back and realized he had crawled the whole field god strengthened me 
and taught me so many things in all of those years. But there were days when it was, it was just get my feet on the floor, get up and go get some dishes done. That's all I could get done and make sure the kids didn't kill each other before the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think about year after year after year, and then the Lord answers. And now not everybody gets the answer after 30 years, not everybody, no. but it was the posture of my heart that had to be tuned to the Lord. And then, you know, and he, and he never left us. He never yeah. left us. So I say to some women, mm-hmm. yes, I, you're right. I don't understand your situation and only you would know mm-hmm. how to best move forward. But I can say respect, understanding the bigger purpose. Uh, keep your eyes on the Lord, breathe, ask questions, listen, show respect the way you can, regardless of how things are going, but with boundaries. Uh, it's a tough situation. It's yeah. you can't just say we've got the answers. We when when we do, we'll be in heaven. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So different. Every circumstance is vast, right? right. Carolyn has an opportunity as a life healing coach to go on these various uh, social media things where it was a women with all oh, their support groups, supports group with, with Asperger's and autism and stuff. And mm. oh, without grace, the, mm-hmm. it's horrible. It's just yeah. horrible. Some of the things she reads and what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's one thing yeah. to be lonely on this earth with a husband. It's like it's lonely because Uh, there were times when Christ was my only friend. That's how I needed to see it. Mm. I can't imagine being without the Lord Jesus. So I want to put that there. If you haven't come to that point where you know him uh, and you can trust him for your soul, Mm. uh, what he's done, then that would be the place to start. Yeah, definitely. I agree. A, A relationship with Jesus is a great place to start. Also, um, you know, if people are concerned about the health of their marriage, if it's abusive or not, definitely getting some professional advice um, and learning healthy boundaries for yourself and then implementing those healthy boundaries into your life um, can definitely give you a telltale sign of where you're at in your relationship. Um, I think boundaries are the true thing that a lot of people lack on on developing a healthy relationship but yeah definitely if people feel that they are in a very harmful place you know our main concern is that definitely we want everybody to be living in a safe environment for yeah. sure there are two books also that i read one's called safe people mm-hmm. and then another book is called healing from hidden abuse yeah. those two books were very uh added lots of knowledge to mm. my process, to, to working through things. And the great thing too, and what I like, what you keep saying, Carolyn, is you read, you, you enriched your life. You, you took the time to be able to, to gain the knowledge. You know, the Bible says my people suffer for lack of knowledge, right? Well, you took that upon yourself to do that. And if people would actually take the time to do the research, to to read, to educate themselves on a lot of these problems that are going on, they would have that knowledge to make the decision. And then God can, you know, mm-hmm. walk, be a, a light into their path so they can go down that route, whatever it may be. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that was very important that you did that. Yeah. I think that also, like, I feel um, there's a... It's kind of similar to my own journey because I was the one really early in the marriage uh, looking for answers, having curiosity about why things were taking place in our relationship, why David would treat me the way he would in certain ways, um, and then why I would allow it also were some of my my curious questions. And when I started really deep diving into finding the answers and things like that. Why am I allowing this? Why don't I like this behavior? What What is happening? What's going on with him? I was really, really curious. And David wasn't necessarily curious <laughs> in the beginning. Um, but I did a lot of reading and yeah. all the research and all this work and really diving into church and, you mm-hmm. know, all this stuff. And uh, it did teach me a lot. And we did start to learn a lot. And we started to grow more. But it, it wasn't without pain 
-hmm. like what you're you're saying there were days where it was hard for you to get up and just do dishes there have been days where I'm just like oh my gosh I oh I want to rip my hair out Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so I completely um think that it's not always glorious no marriage is always glorious but God is good and if you seek out the answers if you're seeking God you're seeking his guidance and things like that um you can find a way to live and and grow mm-hmm. and you know build your life. Mm-hmm. And women have such a tremendous uh, tremendous impact on a man's life. I mean, I know for for me, watching my wife put in the work and do the changes caused me to want to get curious and start doing the work to make the changes mm-hmm. as well. So, guys, for you who are listening, um, that's how important our wives are. You know, I wanted to make the changes because she was inquisitive and she wanted to create a change. She wanted a change in the in the relationship, in the marriage. And her modeling that, as the Bible says, I was wanting to create that change in myself as well. Mm-hmm. And we're still making changes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just recently found out what codependency was just like a year and a half ago. And right. it has changed my world because I didn't yeah. realize that was my big problem. Like... <laughs> Codependency was a major issue for me. Yeah. Interdependence is good. Codependency, maybe not so good. And you know, the nation right now, the direction, the trajectory is undermining the fabric of a husband and a wife marriage. Yes. And that's one of the best gifts we can give our kids is a strong marriage. Not that we hide our problems Mm -hmm. and not that we lay everything out for them to see, but that they see us, not just the fighting, but maybe the, the working through to make up to process things so we're modeling good communication skills so our kids are now 33 and 31 somewhere in there and they're now watching in the later years of us getting through so many things so they've got their own things that they've got to work out now because and I work hard at not feeling guilty for you know whatever but I I know that we're doing the best thing we can right now for our nation to represent Mm. and for our, our kids you know, we have to remember that too, that there's a bigger picture. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That, that is the war that we are fighting. Mm-hmm. We are fighting the war against the enemy who wants to claim our children. Mm-hmm. That is the prize that they are after. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily the destruction of the marriage, but knowing the re- repercussions of what the destruction of marriage does to the next generation, mm-hmm. which really, really impacts the future generations from here on out. Because I mean, there are studies that show that nations, great nations fall when marriages have been undermined. You want to say anything? You know, I just, I'm just reminded uh, daily of how this whole time in this life, our life right now is set to dehumanizing and removing any idea of God. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to marriage. Yes. Marriage, children, parenting, the whole thing. And for anyone out there who is going to hold to the promise of God, don't let go. Be vigilant every single day and seek the Lord to protect and preserve you. Yes. Uh, and preserve his future church, which is our children. Mm-hmm. Right. The future witness, because we're going to be gone. We're going to be in heaven with our children. Which is, I think, one of the reasons why you have your show, the show of dad. Yes. A lot of dads are not showing up, right? Uh, we're in the way in which they should be. But we we, we need to do that for, if we, we love our children, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have to be willing to, if I could say it with Moses, don't hide them from, don't hide the word from your children. Yeah. It says we will not hide God's law from our children. And I have to say, as wives, when our men decide or try things, being men, this nation isn't uh, supportive of men trying to be godly men. No. We are, are their first uh, line of um, feedback. 
Mm. Can't really go, oh, really? Is that? Oh, mm, ah. we have to encourage them even in their brand new, let me try out my first legs. I know that I haven't been a good dad in the past, but let me try. Or when they're putting that effort in there, uh, how many times can we see in the scripture where uh, the prodigal son, before we even knew he was coming, making the dinner. So we have to encourage our husbands and be there for them and support mm-hmm. as they step forward, as mm-hmm. then trying this on to get back on, maybe to get back in the the place that they want to be, mm-hmm. to create yeah. a safe place for them. Yeah, especially if if you don't grow up with that model you're trying new things out and it's important for us to allow each other to kind of be messy in the beginning of it when you're trying to yeah. figure it out yourself. Right? right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you kind of say things messy or you're trying to do different. Right. And sometimes it comes out messy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give them, give them space to, to yes. make their mistakes. I remember when we first had Megan brand new, Alan took the baby and he says, you go have a a bath time or whatever and I'm I literally was in the bathtub with a uh, magazine and I hear him outside with the baby Megan and he says well she's got a rash okay well here put some desitin on it and then I was about to get out of the bathtub to show him how to put desitin on and the book literally the magazine literally said don't try to teach your husband how to do things with the baby do it together you're both learning right <laughs> Cause this was our first kid and I went like this and I went I went back into the bathtub and sat down and waited right he brought Megan in got his arms around her rib cage she's got her arms like this hanging out and she was literally white with desitin from her neck to her ankle <laughs> he had lathered that's awesome and held around and said is this okay and we just laughed and at that point I realized okay he's going to be dad the way he's going to be dad and I'm going to be mom the way and it just kind of broke the ice a little bit. What a beautiful memory. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I forgot that memory. No, and another time he had the baby, Megan, in a pouch, one of those front-facing pouches. Uh-huh. And he's going, he's mowing the lawn with our newborn with her face out with a lawnmower <laughs> showing her roses going, look at this, this. I have a picture of her with her face in front of this rose like that. <laughs> That's great. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Well, you guys, I want to give you an opportunity now just to kind of give our audience a piece of advice. Like, from from right now where you guys are at and where you guys have come through, what would you tell your younger self? What a piece of advice would you tell your? Oh, younger? okay. Give me a second. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm standing looking at a young woman in a wedding dress, and I'm holding her shoulders, and I look her in the eye, and I say, "He loves you and wants to be with you. He may not always show it, but you're fine." You'll go through crazy stuff, but you're meant to be for each other and you love each other. You're going to be okay. You're a great mom. You're, you're a great woman. You'll be a great wife and you'll be a great mom. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say to my younger self. (laughs) What would I tell my younger self? Can we do another show? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, maybe it's the way I think, but the past is the past. Yeah. Can't do anything to change it. But I can encourage um, myself. If, if, ah, if, this is hard for him. You do agree, though. I mean, this is, he would, for, if I asked him that, he'd go, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, kind of put me on the spot here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I look at my younger self as being protective. From, yeah. From anybody wanting to control me, Carol knows I don't like to. He say, "Do this." Oh, can or, you just? Or can you oh. just? There, there, there's the. There's he a hates that one. phrase. He was building shelves one time in the closet. I said, "Can you just put that? Can you?" Because he was obsessing with autistic. They they micro focus. He was taking forever on the shelf. And, he, and I I said, "Can you just put?" And he turned to me and he goes, "No, there is no. Can you just?" <laughs> <laughs> So I was at a place in my life where I wouldn't listen anyway. Yeah. 
So what could you tell someone that is in a state of rebellion or a state where he's all on, where he's numb, if yeah. I could say it, like yeah. he's numb, what can you say? Mm. I think for us, as, as, as um, people that are, that have a relationship with God, that are aware of God, that really have oneness with him, God promises us that there are some that will hear the word. Mm. So with your show, the show of dad, I know that you're not just out there to help people for a short time. Yeah. I know that your ministry is something that is there to win souls. Yeah. Right. All you can do is just share God's word, God's promises, God's threatenings, whatever it may be. So I think if I were to say anything to myself, I, I would hope that someone would come and share the word with me and that God would reveal his word in me. Wow. That is so good. Wow. That is so good. good. That's amazing. That is really good. I think that's that's so good because sometimes nothing can be said. You have to live, right? Mm -hmm. In order for change to happen. And just knowing if God was there, it, it the changes could really just fall into place that's really beautiful yeah that was i want to give you guys this opportunity now to go ahead and share how people can get a hold of you guys on your social media links and stuff like that if if you don't mind um the easiest way i think for mine is my website lifehealingcoach.com okay. and then just email me and then we can start the you know connections that way mm-hmm and for me, I'd probably say armingchampions.com. That's the platform that God gave us. Uh, my platform, since the Lord was pleased to rescue me from myself, mm -hmm. has been to mentor, to coach, to help, to, to be a witness, a testimony to his grace and glory. Mm -hmm. And um, for you that love the Lord, pray for that, because I do have a platform. God has given us a platform that we could be used of him. Mm -hmm. and, and our goal is to see souls being saved yes for their future Definitely. his future and he doesn't need us right <laughs> he doesn't need us he's going to bring someone along that's going to represent him and give him back praise mm -hmm. we want that praise to be known in the world yes so let's do that together yeah. absolutely someone did a song called love isn't easy but it's worth it Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome that is well awesome. so if anybody's interested in coaching with carolyn or alan definitely check out the links that we, we'll put them in yeah when the broadcast in the broadcast um and yeah thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast it, thank you for having it was us. a pleasure thank you thank for you. sharing your story because yes. we can relate to that and you can relate to ours yeah. yes we, we've had uh, marital problems in our first five years was it Right. Uh, first, remember we the first thirty nine years. No, no, the beginning. Oh. The beginning. Oh. When we when oh. we heard that other people had issues, mm. right? We thought we were the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to hear that someone else is going through this stuff is like wow. Well, yeah. God forbid a Christian would have a marital problem. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I think that's why this platform is so important because I think a lot of people come into marriage not really knowing what marriage is not really having a clue didn't always have good models in their homes and we don't want people to feel alone no yes. sometimes our mess is our message you know and if we can portray to the world that hey as christians we aren't perfect we are messed up per se mm -hmm. right but that doesn't stop us because why we are champions in christ right yeah Amen. yeah Alan's um we were going down the hallway and I was like Alan you're this and this he was holding my wrist and the son was going mom and dad are getting a divorce mom and dad are getting a divorce and I said shut up we're not getting a divorce we're fighting for our marriage <laughs> <laughs> there we go fighting for the marriage amen <laughs> well thank you friend. guys so much we appreciate you Alan I'll be seeing you soon brother can't wait <laughs> right. and God bless, uh, you, guys. Take care. God bless Take care. you guys thank Bye. you